I'm free for the first time in seven years, you know, and it feels good. What's going on, everybody? My name is Mel, and welcome to Life Coaching by Mel. Here at Life Coaching by Mel, we speak truth. We're not talking about your truth, my truth. We're talking about the Lord's truth. And we discuss the word, the will, and the ways of God every Wednesday here at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're new to the channel, feel free to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Hit me in the comment section. I want to hear what you got to say about this amazing topic. And be sure to hit that notification bell so you can get each in every one of my videos. Guys, I have been called by the Lord Almighty to talk about the topics that seem to be uncomfortable for a lot of people. And a lot of those topics that people may avoid, a lot of those topics that people may tread lightly on, and it's something that God has put in my heart to actually do so and do so without fear. But I want to say this outright. I want to put this huge disclaimer out there. There's no ounce of condemnation in my heart. I have no rights. I have zero authority. I have nothing in me that feels hatred towards any person, any group of people. What I'm all about is love, and love comes in the form of truth, truth that pierces our hearts, truth that goes through any situation that we may have. Truth goes beyond any emotions that we may carry. Truth goes on everyone's doorstep, including mine. So I want to be clear here. Everything I say today is not a condemnation. It's not anything I'm holding anyone's sin higher than anyone else's. But I am going to speak things thoroughly and truthfully as I try to do on each and every video. But in today's topic, we will be referring to transgenderism and homosexuality and the LBGTQIA, but by no means showing hatred towards any individual or any group. Because I found a clip from one of my wife's favorite shows, Love After Lockup. I was sitting in with her watching the show and it was getting pretty heated, pretty interesting, and it sparked a conversation that I believe can be necessary and the Lord placed on my heart to share with others, and hopefully we all can gain something from it. I want to introduce you guys to a couple by the name of Key Rock and Brittany. Key Rock is a transgender man who has recently been released from prison. And we pick up in the story here, Key Rock has been released from prison, and she's letting us know how things begun for her in this journey of transgenderism. My upbringing was a little rough. My father wasn't really like the best parent that you can ask for. When I finally came out and told him who I was and how I am, his response was, get out now. And so what I did was got out now. Before my transition, I didn't feel like that my life had any meaning to it. You know, I wanted to die. I, I didn't want to live anymore, so therefore I did a lot of reckless things. Now, as you can hear that, ladies and gentlemen, Key Rock is letting us know, and I do apologize if I say she or he at any point, I feel more comfortable saying Key Rock's name. So I do apologize. That's what, the way I would try to refer to Key Rock going forward. But Key Rock is letting us know when they originally spoke to their dad about becoming a man and transitioning from a woman to a man Dad did not take it well. Dad not only did not take it well, he completely exiled Key Rock. Telling Key Rock to get out. Telling Key Rock to kick rocks. And of course, that was extremely harsh. That's something that no child wants to receive from their parent. Who wants to receive rejection from their parent? It's totally understandable that Key Rock would feel this way from that rejection. But this is only one parent, ladies and gentlemen. What does Key Rock's mother think about this? Let's pick up in the conversation where Key Rock breaks the news to mom that I'm getting married to a woman. You are so handsome. You are just so handsome. <laughs> My handsome boy. So how do you feel about me marrying a B? You know what? I would be honored if you married her. Really? Yeah, I would. 
even like down to the wedding, you know, her family might not be so supportive. Her mother's not really supportive. And I am. What? They're gonna mess with my babies. I love Britney for Hero. I do. I just do. It just they fit. But what can she want? Baby. Baby. That's the only thing that irritates me. Well, I love her to death. I do. I love her to death. Yes, I do. Even worried about me being, you know, a trans man, you know, marrying. That's oh. Child, you better stop asking me stupid stuff. I love you, no matter what. And I'm glad you are who you are. If I die tonight, I'm proud to be your mom. As you can see, it's polar opposites reactions. And let's be fair, the first reaction we received about dad was from Key Rock's perspective. We don't hear dad speak for himself. However, this is a total different response you receive from mother. True acceptance, 100% acceptance. And some may say that's a beautiful thing. Some may say that's an amazing thing for mom to fully accept their child's decisions. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we get to the subject of today's topic. Co-parenting is killing the black community. And some may say it has already killed the black community. Now, I'm not here to go over a history lesson, but what I am here to point out today, that this instance shows the significance of why it's important to do marriage and to do family God's way. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I say this with all sincerity. I have zero condemnation in my heart. I have zero position to condemn anyone. But for the grace of God, I would have had several children out of wedlock. But for the grace of God, I would have had children in an ungodly marriage in my first marriage. But what I have learned is that marriage and family is completely a God-ordained function. We can't be void of God and have an expectation of success in those areas. Marriage and family void of God, it doesn't function. It actually creates dysfunction, and it produces products of dysfunction. Now, notice I didn't say anything about church, and why is that? I mean, some of the most ungodly people that you and I know are regular attendees of church, so it's not about a church thing. This is about a God thing. This is about, is God the ruler of your life if are you a true servant of the most high god is he the governor of your life in john chapter 15 verse 14 through 15 it says you are my friends if you do what i command i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you friends for everything that i've learned from my father i have made known to you now be sure you check out the first part of that and in, in verse 14 it said you are my friends if you do what I command. So in our Christian walk, there's this duality. Yes, we are a servant. But if you do what he says in verse 14, if you do what I command, I now call you a friend. I'm a full-fledged servant under the guidance of the Father. However, I'm yet his friend. I'm completely equal to him if I obey him. There's clear evidence in each of us that we are a friend of God. It will be patterned out in our lives. It will be patterned out in our families. It'll be patterned out in our marriage. Our actions, our behaviors, our obedience will reveal who we are in Christ. And this definitely includes our sexual immorality and our having children out of wedlock, doing things out of the will of God, doing things out of the patterns and out of the ways of God. Yes, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Raise your hand if you have never made a mistake in that area. However, when that mistake is made, it's vitally important to speak truth to that. It's far too common in the black community that when you see these mistakes, we continue to sweep things under the rug. We see people continuously having babies out of wetlock. We see people continuously going in and out of bad relationships. 
We see people continuously stand together 7, 12, 15 years, never marry and never have anything of a substance built together. And the children are coming in without any function. They live in completely in dysfunction. We see all these different things, but no one says anything. There's no longer a standard in the black community regarding families. I know just by hearing that, somebody want to say, well, white people do it too. Hispanics do such and such, go down the list. No, I'm specifically have been instructed. God told me to say this about black people because at one point, at one point, ladies and gentlemen, we led this nation in in wedlock births at 80%. Now we lead this nation in out of wedlock births and we can go through history. We want to go through history and talk about what happened to our community that led this dynamic to being true for us? All those things can very well be, may have happened. But at some point, the more you list things word for word, the more you list things line by line, at some point, it comes across as excuses. At some point, those things are no longer factors. And I think a good 60 years is a good point where we can look at that and say, yeah, that happened, but it's no longer a factor. Because there's never been a more liberated Black group of people than what we have here in America. Never in history. You can't name any other Blacks in history of the world that has been more liberated, have more opportunity to create the dynamic however you want it to be. So I got to ask you, what is stopping you from creating a godly family? What is stopping you now from doing the thing that was once so simple for our people to do? I bring all that up because this situation was created from two jacked up parents. We have a dad who obviously is a piece of crap and was not there for his daughter. We have a mother who is showing love, but quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, that's too much love. That's too much acceptance. God willing, I'll be a parent one day. So I can't speak from a parent's perspective, but I can speak from a child's perspective. I know there's been several lines in the sand moment in my life where my parents stood up to me and challenged my stupid thoughts. My parents stood up to me and said, son, you're going the wrong direction. I need to show you tough love. Son, you're doing things against the will of God. You're doing things that's going to end in your detriment. I got to show you tough love. And if it wasn't for those moments that my parents did, I would not be the man I am today. Which parent is more wrong in this situation? I personally think they're both equally wrong. But what makes this situation so jacked up? Because they're on two different pages. Why? Because they're co-parenting. It's two parents who are more than likely have never been on the same page regarding parenting. It's two people who have maybe never had to make a collective decision regarding their child. We talked earlier about the duality that the Lord takes us through, but there's also a duality in parenting. So yes, there is a sense of a nurturing spirit from the mother and a tough love or logic sense that the, the father brings, but they only can really take place when the parents are in the same household. The percentages are far higher for that to happen successfully when the parents are in the same household, are in a godly marriage, and are raising their kids on godly principles. Where did we, not just Blacks, all America, or all people, where do we get this thing that we can do marriage, we can do childbearing, we can do parenting without the Lord? Where do we come from where we can do things that he orchestrated, that he ordained, that he built, that we can do this without him? Where did this come from? And that's the reason I talked about sexual immorality earlier. Because I'm not saying that once you get the kid, now it's time to apply the lowest principles. No, the lowest principles start before we have sex. The lowest principles start 
while we're single. The lowest principles start once we are engaged. The lowest principles start every day of our lives. We can't pick up God whenever it's convenient for us. I know it's hard to deny yourself. I know it's hard. Every day is a struggle, but that struggle is worth it because we see the results of life when we do things unattached from the Lord. We see the results of life. We see what happens to our relationships. We see what happens to our children in the long run. When we do things void of the Lord, it's complete dysfunction. And I say this with all sincerity and all love within my heart. I love Key Rock. But Key Rock is completely confused right now. Key Rock is in a, a land of confusion, not just based on Key Rock's decision to become transgender, but based on the lack of love from their parents. The lack of true love from Key Rock's parents. Love in a sense of, I love you throughout this process. I'm going to show you tough love in some moments, but I'm not going to throw you away just like the Lord. Here's a small clip of Key Rock letting us know how confused Key Rock really is. I do think you'd be a good dad. Well, I'm a good godfather, so that's enough right now. I'm not saying it right now. Okay, well, you keep bringing it up and it's really starting to irritate me. After like talking to the doctor, I'm I'm like further away from wanting the wanting the baby. What? Yeah. How can you say something like that? Uh, that's the truth. That's how I feel. So you don't wanna you don't wanna have any children? I don't know. I know my, my mind There's is not. There's so many different up. options. Like that's part of yeah, getting married. No, I mean that no it's not. Yes, it is. Kids aren't part of being married. The two individuals in the marriage is part of being married. So, but I'm so saying please you have stop, to plan for stop. stuff like that. I don't want to plan right now. I don't need to plan right now. I don't have to plan that right now. This whole me getting off my shot and everything, like, I'm not feeling that. I'm gonna be real with you, I'm not feeling that at all. Like, you, you consistently keep bringing this up all the time. Because it's still a process that we have to go through. Okay, right now, it's not in my process. It's not, it's not, I... It's processing that it's not in my process. It's not. Right now, I'm just now coming home. You putting a lot on the brother right now. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm doing good. I feel like I'm right doing now, good by you. Like, like, it's like you want more me. out of me. No, because it irritates than... me that you are making it seem like you don't ever want to have kids. Now you're doing that. Like, what I'll... if I don't? I always thought that we would get married and eventually have children. Now you're, you're saying, saying marriage you is a part of have... kids, a part yeah, of marriage. Yeah, it is. Some I want to have right a side. family. I know a lot of people that aren't married that do have kids. Okay. Married, married, I don't married. want to talk about it anymore. Like, that's just too much. I'm done. The best possible example of the Lord showing how much he loves us and how the parent relationship actually should be is the story of the prodigal son. The father had two sons and he had inheritance that's, that was stored up for his children. And one of the sons was like, man, I want my inheritance now and I want to go ahead and live on my own. So the father gave it to him and the the son left out on his own and was doing his own thing and partying. and I mean, just painting the town with his money and doing everything he could to live his life, living his best life, doing everything he wanted to do. To one day, that money ran out. He's like, man, I, I don't want to go home. I mean, how can I go home after I, I shunned my family? I, I gave up on my family. They're not going to accept me back. How can, I, how can I go home? But one day it got hard enough and he said, man, I got to go home. So shamefully, he finally went home expecting his father to reject him, but his father fully accepted him. Not only he accepted him back, he said, let's have a party. My son is back home. Bring the most fatted calf. 
let's celebrate my son being back home. And we talk about on this channel a lot, guys, the, the return to fathers, the relationship between father and their children. We talk about natural fathers. So ultimately, the thing that Key Rock is missing is that acceptance from their father. But Key Rock, how much are you really accepting yourself? You're in this land of confusion and trying to figure out life as you go and making these moves to make yourself feel better and better. But you'll never find that fulfillment chasing something that's not you. I encourage Key Rock, I encourage anyone that's looking for acceptance for somebody else to fully accept the Lord. Once we fully accept the Lord, we realize how much he was always waiting on us. We realize how much he was fully accepting us from the beginning. That's what's missing, Key Rock. Every piece of you that's yearning for the acceptance from your dad, yearning for tough love maybe from your mom, every piece of that can be fulfilled from an authentic relationship with the Lord. So I say all this and somebody still may be saying, hey, what's the solution? What can we do in the black community to make this thing work? The solution is in the problem. <laughs> the first thing we need to do is have a plan. Have a plan regarding children. Have a plan regarding your marriage. Plan this thing out. We have to be more responsible with our sexual activities. We can't just go out here freelancing and expecting good results to happen on the other side of that. The next thing we can do, if you're already in this situation, what does it look like for you to fully submit your relationships your marriage, your children to the Lord. What would it really look like for you to fully give that over? Not framing it and, and forming it to a way that you end up in the in the wind and having the victory at the end. No, what would it look like for you to fully give this over to the Lord? Fully allow him to guide you through his word and through the Holy Spirit. How many times have you been approached with a situation in your family, approached with a situation with your children, approached with a situation within your marriage, and you said, Holy Spirit, you guide me. How many times have you done that? Or are you just talking to the person that you know that will validate what you feel? It's time for us to relinquish everything we feel, relinquish everything that we believe is true, and fully accept what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Co-parenting is being celebrated far too much. Co-parenting should be our last resort. It should not be the beginning. It should not be a goal. I heard people talking about, man, I'd rather have a baby, but I don't want to get married. Like, what are we talking about? You can't do this thing outside of the will of God. You can't do this thing outside of the way God has set this thing up. And it's not me dictating that. It's not me telling you what it should be. It's not me saying I'm right. It's the word of God. Just make this make sense to me. How are you wanting something that God created without doing it the way God created it? I think that's the question of the day. You have to do it his way or no way. Well, guys, I hope this video was inspiring to someone, at least one person. Again, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Share this video with anyone and everyone you know. Let's get this message out. Co-parenting is not the way to go. Whether you agree or disagree, please hit me in the comment section. Let me hear your thoughts. And as always, let's grow. Let's go.